Hello everyone, this is Trey Borden, and welcome to this episode of What We Gonna Do. Welcome to What We Gonna Do. This is our week about performance. So these are people who, like, I'm wearing my Lizzo shirt, custom by Martin Atem. Um, he is an artist here based in LA who made this shirt when I was lucky enough to go to the Grammys this year. Lizzo is a prime example of someone who is using her platform um, to create change, to create space for new voices, to create hope, and to redefine who deserves space. So... I figured this week I'll let, I'll let Lizzo kind of creep on over this whole time as we discuss um, these topics with each of our guests this week. So our first guest this week is my girl from the 916, Tara Lopez. Um, she is the front woman for Rituals of Mind. She's a very, very popular band um, based here in L.A. And she's also the founder of Bitch Wave Studios, which is her own record label to support up-and-coming artists like herself who are about to change the world, who are changing the world. Um and I was able to sit down with her to talk about kind of what it's like to be in a music industry and have to stand up for, to define and stand up for your values uh, in the face of, you know, an industry that is not always welcoming to not only new voices, certainly not queer Latinx voices, um, but also who want to only use their platforms to kind of create space for real dialogue about real shit. Um, and so she's been an incredible, she's been a leader, she's inspiring, um, and here's our conversation. I love your shirt. Your, I haven't been to your house, it looks very light. Looks like it got a lot of light in there. So this is Kelsey's parents' house, I've been in Sacramento. Oh, that's right, you're in Sacramento, that's right. Yeah. Hey, hey. But yeah, it is a lot of natural light going on. That's great. I'm actually also not at my home, I'm in Palm Springs. Nice. Uh, I mean, I've been downtown LA for like 10 straight weeks almost. And it was like, I love it, but it's just a lot, especially when you can't really go anywhere else. And especially after the fire we had last weekend, I, I slept through that. it. I, that looks so intense. It was, I mean, I guess it was intense, but literally like I had done a hike that day. So I had actually gone out and I wake up after like, you know, one of those five to seven thirty naps. And I was like... Yeah. Oh, what are all these calls about? All oh, my neighbors sending me pictures of this fire. I was like, oh, I guess I'm <laughs> sleeping through fires in downtown now. That's fucking great. Oh <laughs> I'm so prepared. So when my buddy was like, do you want to come to Palm Springs for the week? I was like, yes. Yeah, oh my God. It's a good friend to have. That's amazing. It's nice. Um, how is it up there? It's good. I mean, it's uh, chill, very quiet I'm in the suburbs and uh, very different from LA, that's for sure. I'll bet. Yeah, it's definitely different than uh, Highland Park and everywhere else. It's like, yeah, it's a lot. Um, well, thank you for appearing on our episode of What We Go and Do. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, thank um, you. Likewise. And, and this week, we're talking to people who are performers, people who are using their voices to create platforms for change, whether that be, you know, performance art, music, events. Um, things that just really engage people with their platform. And I was like, who can I invite on this week? I was like, I have just the lady. Um, well, thank you've you. You've done thank such you. a great job, not only just kind of like obviously using your beautiful and like very powerful literal voice uh, in many ways that you can kind of expand upon, but also just kind of carving out a lane for people who need representation, who need to be at the center of like whatever the future of this ridiculous country is you yeah. know like we need more Terra's less who's there now <laughs> you know i think we can agree on that so just for people who may not be as familiar just uh tara who are you and kind of what um how are you using your voice and how people find you yeah my name is tara lopez i sing in a project called rituals of mine i also am i guess yeah i'm an activist i uh you know, really, I'm very, very passionate about social justice issues, LGBTQ issues, um, civil rights issues, kind of, you know, immigrant issues, like everything, really. I, I just feel like I my goal has always been to use any platform I get to help other people and to help those who maybe don't um, either can't use their voice for some reason or don't feel like they, you know, have a reach. And so that's just always been my goal with what anything I do. 
how has that set you apart in your industry? I mean, specifically now talking about music. I mean, it seems like a lot of people nowadays are seeing the advantage of having kind of a opinion about right. politics and things like that. It's not always been that way. Kind of like, what were some early on reactions to using your platform like that? Has it changed? You know, I think um, from the beginning, as, as long as I can remember, I've always kind of embedded activism with my music. And so that's always been kind of the way that our fans saw us, which was amazing. Um, so a lot of support on that end. I have definitely had some like backlash or confused uh, looks, you know, working with a major label at times. They didn't quite understand like, no, 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 you, you're not going to separate the two. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. But for the most part, like they got on board, everyone's gotten on board. And, and now, especially now that it is kind of more of the trend to like speak up and use your platform. So which, you know, it is what it is. I don't think it's a bad thing. But yeah, it's, it was definitely a little interesting being like one of the few at first. Sure. And like, I think it's also an evolution for the audience, right? I mean, I think a lot of people, especially you see in entertainment now, I mean, you know, this also kind of extends to athletes. It's like, stay in your lane, you know, right. like we're here to have fun and have a concert and not talk about oppression and misogyny and da, da, da. So I guess part of it is like being who you are from the beginning so the audience you cultivate is actually on board with that from the beginning. And it's also being like, well, you can't have one without the other. You don't get to just have your like, I forget what's going on in the world time when you're around me at my expense, right. you know? Right. I think it's so important, especially, you know, if you're a mega superstar, you have the ability to reach so many people with your voice and maybe educate people who normally wouldn't care, but because of your influence, you know, they'll look into um, an issue. And so I just think whether your platform is massive or if it's developing like mine is, I, I think it's so important. I don't know, I've always, but I've always been that way, even since I was a little kid, like really passionate about, you know, fixing any injustices. And so this just allows me to, to work on it every day. Right. And when did you know that, because there's a lot of ways to make change. You know, you can be, you know, a policy person, you can kind of like create just visual art. I know you do that as well. Um, why it, for you is performance like the most fulfilling and, you know, kind of effective way of doing that? Yeah. So performance, I feel not only is it very therapeutic for me, I feel with my honesty and vulnerability, it then makes the listener or audience member give that energy back and it makes them become honest and vulnerable with themselves. I feel like right now performance um, is definitely my focus, but I definitely see like, I don't know, like maybe diving into politics later on in my future or, so, or like ramping it up a bit and different and using various mediums. But right now I feel like performance um, gets people to listen, which is, I felt like for such a long time, my voice was never heard. And so now I'm literally using my voice to be heard. And it feels amazing. Like people actually take notice when I sing. And so I just kind of try to weave in that message along with it sounding all right. Right. Well, I mean, and, you know, it's lovely to listen to. It's also strong. You know, I think that you give people a lot. Um, I mean, it literally seems taxing. But also <laughs> you obviously enjoy it so much. It's a pleasure to watch. Um, so let's talk about kind of like what's been going on recently, because, you know, when typically uh, performance, it necessitates an audience. And typically, especially for what you do, um, that is a going to a place and performing. So like, obviously with Miss Rona and how she just comes through not caring about any of us, uh, she snatched, you know, a year's worth of, I'm sure, you know, I mean, kind of where were you when this all hit? Like, guess let's, let's establish some context. Yeah, so I, we were just finishing um, wrapping up our next album, which is coming out this fall. And we had a ton of plans. I had just locked in a major booking agent for us. It's been 10 years in the making. One of the biggest booking agents just locked in, was awesome. working on figuring out like 
fall tour plans for this record and just so excited, like so, so excited with all of these ideas. And then coronavirus happened. And then now it's made us, as with everyone, really have to consider like, okay, how do we get think out of the box? How do we get creative? How can we still connect with our audience, our fans, and still feel engaged with them, but like in fun new ways? Um, so I've been learning a lot of different software over the last over the last few months. It's been crazy. My bandmate is amazing, and they just like are a, a wizard at technology, and it's kind of made me step up my game too. But yeah, I mean, it's daunting. It's uh, sure depressing at times but i'm the type of personality and luckily my bandmate is too where we're like all right here's major challenges what you know how are we going to get over this how are we gonna let's think creatively let's get right out of our we turn this frown upside down you know how do we turn this this like lost opportunity into an opportunity to pursue things that we may not have like i know that you brought together the band that was the first reason i ever seen you live which is sister crayon oh, so yeah. it's like how have you been i mean you were one of the <clears throat> first people i saw who was in the kind of musician performance space there's a there's a couple of people i'm friends with who did too like madame gandhi who immediately were like i am going to start using the tools that we have available to reach the people because also the irony is we need you more than ever. You know, people who need a voice and who need community and who need to feel seen and energized, like there's never been more of a need for that. And yet the irony is that we can't even come together. Right. Right. So you, I mean, so how have you been utilizing it to kind of like, uh, keep people, keep giving people hope and kind of strength? Yeah. So I started a month, like, Actually, last night was week six of a DJ series that I just started called Lockdown mm -hmm. Lopez. And every Tuesday night, I turn my girlfriend's bedroom into the club for charity. And so I pick a new charity every week. And I have found that that has given me not only like a sense of purpose, but also a sense of like, like, all right, I'm doing good. But not just for me, like for the fans that come into the chat room and they're donating, they feel good too. They're listening to fun music. We're all having a good time and we're helping people. Last night we raised money for the Loveland Foundation, which provides therapy access to black girls and women. And that just felt so good to be able to help other people. And um, so that's been a major, major thing that we've been working on. And I never did that before this happened. Sure. You know, I never did like online DJ sets and uh, we got the band back together after like, I don't even know how many years that was. We um, were working on so much like live streams. I'm working on making music videos. We're working mm -hmm. on animation video games, like all of this crazy new. That's cool. Yeah. All of these new realms that we never would have touched. So. And that's what it is. It's a good time to prototype stuff, right? Because you're like. This is stuff that you can use going forward when things return to whatever version of normal it, we are going to. You know, it's like pick what works, test it out, and then kind of incorporate it into your tools toolbox. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anything, we're learning and we're learning a lot right now at like an insane speed. And so, I mean, it's never a bad thing to learn new skills. So I just want to learn all the skills I can during this time and take advantage of it. Well, and one other thing you mentioned that's really cool, and I've been, I mean, I, I've, I've been consumed by Zoom, you know, just putting this thing together. But I mean, even as like a spectator or a participant in other people's, like there's this um, black gay community kind of movie night. I think it's called Black Gay and at Home, um, but I'm on the list. And they've been having these movie nights where they'll put on like an old classic or, or maybe kind of more obscure black gay movie like I hadn't seen um, some of the films that they've shown yet but what's the best part is not necessarily even the movie it's the chat yeah it's like seeing like 400 500 black gay men just kicking and laughing and like you know and that's and that's actually not something you see at a concert you know right. so, so how has it been kind of forming a community that actually knows itself better yep yeah, and I think that's been, like, exactly, that's been really cool is seeing our fans kind of talking to one another, and now, like, they're friends, like, they, you know, they come every week on the chat, and they're like, what's up, like, hey, how was your week, and just seeing these, like, 
brief connections has been so awesome to see like our music is actually affecting people and helping I don't know people get through the day so it's definitely right. added a whole new element to the live show or live performance that yeah you don't normally get to experience what's the difference in terms of what you get out of it I mean not just in terms of like obviously it's great to raise money and it's great to know that your fans are happier than if you weren't performing but you know I I know what it must be like to step out on stage and hear that and feel that energy and kind of like it's it, that's you know in many ways why you do it is that feeling that you can't replicate how are you how is it not having how is it kind of not having that for the foreseeable future I mean, it's it, that part is daunting. That part is like heartbreaking in a sense uh, because, yeah, you, you're exchanging energy with people who feel it. I mean, we have at our shows such a wide rate of um, like array of emotions. You have folks crying. You have folks dancing. You have folks screaming. You have folks laughing, smiling. So it's just like it's a bunch of energy. It really is like a therapy session. So to not have that aspect of it is really difficult but luckily at least for me I've been able to I've always channeled inward like of course the outward helps me get more into it but I've always performed for myself first and foremost so mm -hmm. it's kind of forced me to get back into that where it's very introspective I'm performing for me and using that as that cathartic release one of the things that, well, I'm glad you're doing that because, you know, at this point, we got to do things for us and <laughs> hopefully as many people enjoy it as we can, but yeah. we don't get much to the other, you know, a lot of the other validation ain't even possible right now. So it's yeah. like, I just got to do this shit for me and whoever likes it, likes it, um, which I think is kind of how you do develop a meaningful creative practice. You can't be chasing someone's approval or chasing a certain outcome. You're like, I only know what I can justify spending my very, very precious moments on those of doing. Yeah. And if I can and if I can make that justification then, you know, that's great. Yep. For everybody else. Yep. Um, but I want to talk about now, like, you know, that one of the really important things that you've specifically done is not only have you cultivated a base, like an artistic base of fans, but those fans are also like as committed as you are, at least, you know, partially hold on just a second. I just realized that my microphone's not plugged in, which is like, what's the point? It's not a prop. You know? <laughs> it's so dumb. Whatever. Like, you're such an idiot. Um, is that better? Does it make a difference to you? Can you hear uh, me? Not, not to me, really. Okay, well, maybe, maybe it doesn't even matter. Um, hopefully it doesn't. But um, one of the things that's been really hard about this time, obviously, is like the devastation that has been wrought and all of the kind of inequality and abuse and just terribleness that has been impossible to, to hide from any longer. Yeah. You know, everything that you've already been probably saying is a problem, whether you're a woman or a person of color or a trans person or a queer person or an immigrant or whatever, like all that masks off, you know? Yeah. And so how has it been, like, what a, and it, what, what about that side of your work, you know, besides kind of using your platform to raise money? Like, how has been seeing all, first of all, what's it felt like to see this world this way, you know, even separate from all your music? I mean, person? yeah, it's been difficult, but at the same time, like you were saying, like this, nothing's really changed. It's just now as a larger society, people are being forced to understand that this is how we have been living, these are the disparities that can no longer be denied. And right. so for me, I actually am still clinging to the hope that because this is finally unmasked and everything is out on the table, all of the inequalities, I'm really, really hoping that we as a society do not go back to where we were. Like we can't, our new norm has to implement some of some drastic changes towards equality, towards, you know, like even in the playing field, I feel. So that's kind of where I've been. And that's what's been able to keep me motivated to continue creating, to create new art, to create, to finish this album and get it ready to go is I'm, I'm ready for, and I think a lot of people are ready for this society 
to change drastically. Like I want some big changes to happen. Right. And I think that that's, so, you know, as you begin, I think there's a lot of audience education that goes into it. Like cause some people will be, you know, queer identified or Latinx or whatever it is that makes them feel like they're already on the same page, but a lot of people want to be. So you do a right. lot of, you know, you're doing a lot of kind of awareness building about issues. Um, now that you, now that the entire world, or at least hopefully a, a much bigger portion of the world is more aware, like you don't have to do that. Like, how does that let you, you know, kind of envision how much further you can push them? It's not just being aware y'all now, it's about doing shit about this awareness. Exactly. You know, like, how does that factor into your plans? What, uh, what can you do now with a much more woke audience? You know? Right, totally. I was gonna say, there is, there's so much potential now. Um, I feel like always leading by example is the way to go. So if I'm asking people and folks to take action in their own communities, I got to be doing that too. And so for me, it is, I'm going to start working with my community first and foremost and seeing like, what can I provide? What can I give to my communities to help? And then I want to document all of that and hopefully push that onto people and like, Already, I'm, I'm seeing that in a little bit of ways, like some fans of ours are starting to do fundraisers for other charities. And I'm, I'm seeing like, okay, there's a, there's a ripple effect here. So I think now with more people being aware that there are all of the, these inequalities that have always been here, now it's like, all right, let's have the proper conversations, but then let's actually act. And so, yeah, first and foremost, I have to be the one acting i feel so every day just trying to educate myself and trying to further my you know my responsibility i feel as a human on this planet to contribute and can you talk about can you talk about your label a little bit which way and kind of how not you know not just cultivating your own group and your own kind of individual stuff but laying the groundwork for other people to start doing that i think that that's like an amazing next step in terms of artistry is when you kind of secure your bag, but also allow the ladder to kind of like people to climb up after you. I mean, I think it's so important. I wouldn't be here if I didn't have people helping me along the way over all of these years. And I still have so many folks helping me along the way. And, you know, with that, I've always wanted to help other folks who might just be starting out or too intimidated to start out because this industry has never been for us. It is such a battle every single day. And so with Bitchwave, what we want to do is just provide the space, the safe space to at least let people know, like, you are welcome here. Your work is welcome here. Your voice matters. What you're creating matters. And I have just so many plans to, to grow that. So then that way, we're seeing so many more queer folks non-binary folks and women and artists of color creating and feeling like they can express themselves. But not only that, that they actually have a community that supports that and wants that, wants mm -hmm. to. Um, so that's a huge, huge passion of mine that I'm really excited to just continue furthering because I feel like, you know, I'll, I'll sing forever, but I, at the same time, want to kind of dive into different areas in order to help other folks who, you know, are just getting started. Yeah, and you, you think about kind of like the, the changing needs of the world. Like, you know, once there's like, you know, half a dozen Grammys or whatever kind of like things you will need to know that yeah. you done made it. You know, I mean, you're like, I don't necessarily need to be grinding on stage every night. I can do that when it really counts and I can be offering my expertise and experience up or make something more visible just by going to a place. I mean, that must be, yeah. um, that that's an encouraging future to imagine. But I think like, how do you think we are going to get to out of this crisis? I mean, not just Corona, obviously, but how it's, it's so many things seem so insurmountable and like the kind of people who I am featuring this week are people who like, they at least believe that they themselves, even if it's just them, can make a difference. And I think that that's huge because that's, yeah. that's all you can really do. You're like, I ain't going to use whatever I got to make a fucking difference. If that's it, then that's it. But what do you think needs to come together to 
see substantial change, like enduring even. Because like this shit can't go on for much longer the way it is. Yeah, no, no. It's um it's going going to take, I I believe, every single person acting and actually taking action. So because you know there's only so much that I could do for my community, but again, the ripple effect if I can inspire 10 folks to then inspire 10 more folks and to that, you know, it all matters. And I feel like, like we were talking about earlier there, everything is out on the table now. Like we see everything. Our country has a lot of ugly truths to it. So you can only fix something if you actually address the problem. So I'm really hoping that our government it, all the way down to us that we address like all of these ugly truths. So then that way, I mean, the old way is just not sustainable. I mean, we're seeing that right now, like it is insane. So there has to be a dramatic shift, a dramatic change. And something I've been really thinking about is active hope, which is the difference between just hoping something's going to change and actually being proactive about that hope and that's what i'm making really a change on. yeah and that's what i'm really big on right now is just you know not only practicing active hope but you know trying to share that with people as much as possible because okay well i'm glad you shared that for us today that's the best yeah. concept because <laughs> it's like yeah you can sit around and be like hope is great it's like but hopes with results that i have some agency over like that's way better um and then in your own industry like i, I can like Think of very few industries that were impact as, impacted as immediately yeah. as the music or kind of performance space because a venues all closed, so you can't perform. You know, it's like a lot of the people who I know who are in music or you know even maybe acting in terms of that type of performance, like they can't they can't pick up a gig at a restaurant. Yeah, you know, like the economic. Can you give us a sense for people who are not in your lane? Like, what has the economic out? like uh, fallout been for it's people? Been, it's been devastating. I mean, from the performer all the way down to like music venues, to the folks that work at those music venues, to your, like my own manager, to the lighting guy, the sound engineer, the door, the bouncer at the door, like all of these people play critical roles in the industry and there's zero work. And for musicians at least and performances it doesn't look like it's going to come back anytime soon a year maybe more than a year which is insane to me and so it's really scary you're gonna see a lot unfortunately a lot of music video or venues closing you're gonna see a lot of artists maybe not being artists anymore and that mm. is that's the thing that really gets me down is when I think about that like the first week of coronavirus, I did a panel um, with LGBTQ artists and we were just kind of talking about our anxieties and like, you know, let's put our resources together and see if we can help each other. And the overall, uh, you know, what everyone was saying was, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sustain for a year of not doing this financially, emotionally, mentally. And yeah. so... That's really, really scary. I, um, you know, I just urge everyone to kind of, if they're able to support your favorite artists, like if you're able to, you know, buy that album on Bandcamp, do that. If you're able to buy a t-shirt for merch, like a little goes a long way like when it comes down to it. Yeah. And I think that like, it's just so crazy to imagine what this year would have been. Because yeah. I think about what's going down this year. It's like a lot of us were like, and we were even thinking of this last year. It's like, how do we start to like build bonds between like-minded creatives so that when like the real shit's going down in 2020, yeah. we can not only have like as fortified of a base of, you know, our individual bases, but we're able to leverage and bond together to like actually make sure that the world doesn't end. And then the world was like, well, we're gonna end early. <laughs> And then, we'll, and then we're going to see if the thing you were trying to prevent uh, can still be prevented in a new way. How do you think, I mean, just to be explicit, like, how, we, how can artists and performers still make sure that Trump does not kind of use all this chaos to, to kind of keep, to, to win? Because yeah. I think that's what I was, I mean, that was a 
primary motivator for 2020 was like, I'm going to do what I need to do for me, but yeah. all that's also going to be oriented around the fact that like, this bitch cannot win. No. Because I don't know what that, because I feel like that does something to all of the kind of potential that we're working towards as well with our careers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like everyone, every artist needs to be vocal about that. It is, I mean, it is so insane to me every single day, the shit that he says and does, and continues to do. I'm just like, how is this even possible? But I'm really hoping that that just fuels people to really fight back and push back. I mean, it's again, it's so obvious and evident that our society needs a desperate change and like this is not working and it hasn't been working for a long time. So I am really hoping that artists kind of become more engaged and at least spread the word to their fan bases, like please vote. This matters probably more than ever. Um, at least in my again, life, I'm mattering more. Right. It better never matter more. I know. I hope, I hope, this <laughs> I hope that this is the next nice level in my lifetime of it feeling like it matters. Um, well, what can people do though? Like, it'd be one thing if there were tons of concerts and venues and gathering points. Like we, like you said, we may not have none of that. So, what does that look like now? Like, what does that look like to, to create a gigantic groundswell around justice yeah. with no ability to do it? Kind of like arm and arm like it's like a virtual arm and arm like do you think that that could be effective like and if so how yeah i mean i definitely do it it's going to be a lot harder and it's going to take a lot more resources and a lot of more minds coming together to think outside of the box but i do think now more than ever we have the tools like the, to do anything and so i do think that again it's just going to take action and i think by hosting virtual panels, by hosting virtual talks, by doing as much as you can to gather these like-minded individuals to kind of see, like, bounce ideas off of one another, share resources. I think, I mean, yeah, to me, it's like, while we can't physically be there to protest or we can't physically be there to congregate, we do have access more, now more than ever to the best technology, you know, and right. the best services. Not 1918. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't so, even imagine what that quarantine was like. I, oh God, I can't. I can't. At least we have this, you know, like at least we yeah, can exactly. do it. Exactly. We have freaking Zoom ravens or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so like I, someone mentioned last or in, in uh, one of the previous interviews around events, this girl was talking about um, Fortnite. Yeah. Do you see like this Travis Scott concert that was within it, the game yeah. that like 14 million people attended or something like that? True. Like, I don't know kind of like what your familiarity is with that venue or kind of like that platform, but that seems like a place. Cause like one of the things is I don't care what kind of awesome venue you're talking about for music, even if it's an arena, it's only a few, I mean, it's a hundred thousand people max. Yeah. We need to be actually motivating millions and millions and millions of people. And so I think that like there, and there's no venues for that. So I think that if we are the one advantage of the internet is that it's limitless and you can have a 14 million person concert. That's that people actually physically feel like they're in, not right. just that we're watching on some kind of live aid, you right. know? So what do you think are the potentials of like musicians and kind of those technologists coming together to create stuff that's not just for fun and games, but for organizing, I but think maybe around performances? Absolutely. I think that they have to, especially an artist of that size, like you artists have to use their platform. And I do think that artists are going to have to, you know, collaborate with folks who can take their vision and their message to the next level, like using Fortnite, you're reaching millions of people in like in, in one central location, which is something that cannot be done no matter how many shows you're playing. So I do think the power is there. It's just now we got to get these artists who have that reach to do something with it, which is to me, it's like, we're all in this together. This is a global pandemic. Why wouldn't you use your voice to further the message of like, make this better? We got to get right. this guy out to make this society better and work for all of us, not just for some of us. So 
I think, uh, you know, hopefully artists will kind of come around and start using their voice, especially, you know, November's coming up, so. It's truly six months away, if not less, somehow. I mean, it's less than six months till the election, but, you know, and what happens, I mean, like, and I've had to think this through for my own kind of, like, mental stability practices, because I'm like, there is a there is a chance that, like, all this work we do, you know, the metric, I mean, it's not successful. Like, we don't get... You know, he is reelected and we're now setting up, figuring out how to go on tours in a world where there's four more years to this guy and the types of people he emboldens and the kind of rhetoric and vitriol that will be kind of more and more commonplace. It's like, what role do performers like you have in that world, you know, where it's like even more bleak than now? Yeah, I mean, I've always felt like our, our, our responsibility is to resist. And so my immediate focus would be to resist and protest in, every, in any way that I can, whether it's physically, whether it's virtually, whether it's with my music or with actually getting into politics that, you know, at yeah. that point. And this has definitely gotten me a lot more. It's always, politics have always been on the, my periphery, but it's always been like, well, I'm doing this now. But now that I, you know, am seeing just as this continues and everything is just getting more bleak it i think we have to we have to change our communities we're the ones who knows our communities best and so i'll do it by any means i mean if it's like i'll hold my is it better me than them you know i've yeah. <laughs> had a few conversations with artists like this though it's like you know envisioning a world run by artists is very difficult because you associate artists with people who like like to sleep in or like, you know, like to do their own thing or kind of prickly yeah. or whatever. It's like, they actually are the ones who care about people. The people who currently are attracted to politics, some of them, you know, I, we interviewed one, this, you know, Morgan, who I think is genuinely motivated by helping out. But a lot of people are motivated just by like more selfish aims. Totally. And so I think that like, you know, if the best way for us forward is for artists to be like, I'm just going to make this sacrifice and do it myself. Cause like we are so used to doing whatever it takes with yes. very little resources, with exactly. very little. That's what I was going to say. Artists are, have for the longest time for always have been able to do the most with the least amount of resources. And I feel like artists are also always on the cusp of innovation. Like we're always ahead of the game in so many ways. So I don't think that this is far too outlandish of a thought to be quite honest. And one of the things that artists are great at harnessing, I mean, they perhaps have very few kind of financial kind of tangible resources, but one thing artists are able to inspire is human resources human resources. Totally. They can get an idea that's powerful enough that people were like, you know what? I'm going to help them. Yep. I, all I got to do is my, I'll have it in my hands and my mind, but that's a lot when it's a lot of people. And I think that that is kind of a, that's true political power too, is sort of organizing people. Um, and I also think, and this is a little bit interesting, like these politicians are performers. Oh oftentimes. yeah. That's oh. all they might be. These guys <laughs> might, and right now it's so blatant that it's crass. You're like, you obviously don't care about what you're saying or doing. You don't have a guiding philosophy. You're just there to be there and have as much power as you can and whatever you maneuvers you know. But it's like, imagine those people getting replaced with A, better performers, like a, got a better script to sell yeah. <laughs> and also committed. So like, I don't know, I think that there, what role do you think, could that be a movement where people who are already on stage just switch the stage? Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think at this point, anything's possible. Uh, I mean, we are at the, our standard is, at, there's no bar. So I think anything is possible. And to me, that's hopeful. But yeah, I think you can, you sh I feel like artists should switch the stage sometimes to, if it's for the better good, I mean, why not? Like, I don't know. Because otherwise, look what, we'll de look what we'll be dealing with otherwise. It's like, we can sit out the sidelines for as long as you want while it's cool. But like, this is past being cool. Yeah. Like, we are going to, if we have to live through like eight, 12 more years of like things getting worse, then like, there ain't going to be no more art. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're all going to be locked up or dead <laughs> because we'll have fought because we've gotten to that point. So yeah. I think that it's just, um, 
I don't know. I think that it's something that people like you are really emblematic of like taking responsibility into your own hands, not so you can control it, but so you can kind of release it into the community. Yeah. Um, so what is your kind of like, if, if I were a young fan of yours and I was like, you know, I really don't see, it's hard for me to see us winning. You know, what would you tell them? And like, I'm sure that this kind of, this kind of emotions come up on stage all the time where people are just like, I need to know. Yeah. I mean, that is one, I would say, I feel you, you know, like it is hard to see us winning. I'm not going to deny that, but I am for whatever reason, the type of person where I, I channel that and use that as fuel. And I am obsessed with getting all of us to win. Like that is my goal. That is my fuel. And so I would just, man, I would just, you know, tell someone to continue to fight and to channel that and to also collaborate with like-minded folks who are on the same page as you as well um, to continue to fight. Cause I do feel like, again, active hope is a real thing. And I do feel that that we need that more than ever. Like we need to act more than ever. And so I'm not the type of person to just like lay down and be like, all right, we lost. Uh, like I'll never be that person for better or for worse. I never will. And so I would hope that anyone that's a fan of mine would be the same way. Well, that is indeed the situation. Um, well, so where, where can we find you? What kind of, I mean, obviously you're very active. I want you to get, give me all your plugs because <laughs> I know you got them and people will need them. Thank you. Um, yes. Rituals of mine. That's M I N E. A lot of people think I say that mind, but M I N E rituals of mine is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, under Spotify, under rituals of mine. And then my personal is just Tara Lopez, T E R R A Lopez, um, Instagram, Facebook as well. And like, what, so what's going to go down with this uh, album? I mean, I'm I mean, so we're releasing new music next month, so we're just going to hey. go forward with it. So, so in June. Yeah, end of okay. June, we're going to release some new music. The album, I can't quite say when it's coming out, but it will be out in fall. And um, we're just continuing to work every single day on like new ways as to like, how are we going to get this music out there and how are we going to connect with our fans? So literally every day, we're just like working on new ideas. One, well, this, I, I, I didn't ask this earlier, but I am curious because like now we're dealing with kind of uneven restrictions across the country right. so like maybe you can't perform in LA but like maybe in a couple months you can perform in Sacramento and right now you can perform in Georgia and right. you know, Texas potentially in some of these places how is that affecting kind of uh kind of what the talent landscape are you seeing people who are like well I'm just gonna have to just like throw around Texas or are people still kind of like I don't know what they're doing over there but I'm just gonna act like we're all quarantined yeah, for the most part, I would say artists are all kind of on the same page, which I'm really grateful for. Um, it's just, yeah, we're all just kind of waiting until our government or someone can actually give us some solid <laughs> help answers, us, help us and give us some clarity. Because right now everything is just up in the air. So uh, most artists that I talk to are just like, nah, we're not going to do that for our safety, but also for our fans. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is have all the people that love you and support you in a room and get sick. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So live streaming is where it's at. That's gonna Hey, yeah. So <laughs> Pay y'all's bills or whatever for this Wi-Fi and like, yeah. get the boost, whatever you need. Um, and we'll make it through hopefully these next few months together. So, Tara, thank you so much. Love thank you. This you. is great. Always great to I see you. you. Hold you. it down in the 916. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we'll see you. you back here in L.A. and SoCal soon. Um, yep. Take care. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. All in a day's word. So Tara, that was awesome. Thank you so much again. You're doing incredible work. You are a bad bitch and you know that. Bitch wave. Hey. Uh, and I'm really just, I couldn't be more grateful for um, the chance to sit down with you. Keep doing it. Um, I'm proud that you are from the same place that I'm from. You know, it's been producing some real, real dope ass people for a long time and you're no exception. So um, I appreciate you. 
So in terms of takeaways, I think that I think one of the most important things she said right off the bat basically is like, use your platform to make people listen. I mean, it seems very straightforward. You're a singer, you're a performer. People have to listen. They have to hear, you know, people have to hear you if they go to your concert. They don't got to listen. And I'll think about, the thing about listening is that it, it inspires you to kind of absorb it into your own psyche and your own kind of rubric of operations and feelings and actions, you know, because you know, what you hear becomes how you feel, how you feel becomes how you act, and how you act becomes your reality. I, I heard that during a healing session I participated in last week. Um, Leah Barros, look her up. But it really resonated with me because I'm like, hearing is the first step in listening. You know, like, you know, listening becomes your feelings. You know what I meant. Anyways, I think that I think it's so important to get people who look up to you and who are an audience to listen understand what you're talking about and kind of don't just make it something where people go have a good time, take a little Instagram and then bounce. This is about building movements and movements are built, you know, not just top down, they're built kind of within each community. And so I think that's my second point is um, work happens when communities mobilize. So it is so important for the platform you build, not to just be to support you and your career and kind of the actions that you want to see happen in the world. This is about empowering a whole group of people who not only are acting as a force as a group, but they're actually connecting with one another. You know, there's all types of little micro organizations within a fan base that can be mobilized for all types of, you know, you know, talking about mutual aid. Like imagine like what some of these fan bases could become if they were actually mobilized to do real shit, not just to kind of like, do some challenges on TikTok, but actually to change the world. You know, you see someone like Lady Gaga, I don't care what you want to say about her. She is someone who has used a gigantic pro- This She just raised like, what, $144 million for COVID-19 relief? Like, that is more than like a, a bunch of giant corporations combined. So I think that that is just a testament to kind of like when your audiences are listening and when they are feeling like they are a community and they're being leveraged to kind of do something that's really positive that can change something that they all care about because they know everyone there cares about it because they all care about you and that's what you care about. And so that's the next point is like lead by example. These people are looking to you though. They're looking to you to see what you wear, what you eat, who you fuck, what you talk about, where you from, who you rep. All those things are a part of being in the public eye and part of being at the top of such a, you know, dynamic and charismatic platform. So they are, if you're about real change and talking about real issues and being vulnerable about how those things have impacted your life and how you've sacrificed to make sure that those things are progressing, that is the example that your audience will absorb. And then they will start doing that shit in whatever kind of minor or major way that they see reflected in your behavior. So I just think it's so important. That's why it's so disappointing why people who know that they have this platform and that people do look up to them um, don't, are careless with it or act like it's not their responsibility to be responsible with it. I mean, it is a huge uh, disconnect when you're like, look at me, give me your money, give me your kind of enthusiasm, sacrifice to kind of show me you care about me. But also like, I have a personal life and I'll do whatever the fuck I want. And like, it shouldn't, there should be no mixing between those two things. It's like, no, it's one and the same. And so I think that like, you know, when people like Tara who like walk the walk, talk the talk, do the do, fundraise the fundraise, whatever you want to call it, it's just so much more inspirational and you're prouder to be a fan. And I think that this, the last thing I want to talk about is this concept of like kind of active hope, you know, it's, it's one thing just to be like, damn, like, it, the world would be so much better if it were different. Duh. You know, like everyone can sit at home and just hope, 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 hope. You know, where'd that get us? You know, or where does hope get you when it's not followed up by extremely proactive action? You know, so I think this idea of active hope, like, yeah, I hope that shit's different, but I'm actually going to do everything I can to be a part of that change. 
So articulating kind of what and visualizing what is the world that I want to see and what is my place to make it happen. And I think that the most successful people like Tara are not able to just say like dream of a world where like sexism and homophobia and and kind of racial inequity is no more. And like, here's a song about that. It's like. And here's all the organizations that are sitting in the back waiting for you to sign up or here to kind of like create actions with them or join up and give them money. Like, let's create some steps for you so that you can kind of take it from there. And I think that is so powerful and admirable um, because that is what it really takes. Um To get some change done, you need a ton of people. If you have access to a ton of people, get them on it, you know, and, and don't come out of nowhere. I think that someone like, you know, Tara is extremely effective because that's been a part of her shit since day one. So she's not all of a sudden like shedding some persona and being like, here's what I actually care about, guys. You know, um, people in order to be on board were baked into these values from day one. So it ain't no surprise when Tara comes through and says like, look, this concert, you know, we're raising money for this organization or like, you know what, we're going to come out with this album. It's going to talk about this shit and it's going to like play in these places and activate these organizations when we come. You know, I think that it's like so much less work when you kind of know who you are from the beginning, you cultivate fans based on those values and then you kind of like leverage it when it needs to be leveraged. It doesn't have to happen every day, but it should be a part of your identity and your performance and your audience's perceptions of you. I mean, you look at someone like Taylor Swift. This is not about talking shit about Taylor Swift, but I'm saying she has been someone who's been very reluctant in the past to... I mean, I guess my point is, before I go there, it's like you will also, from an artist perspective, benefit so much when people can kind of look to you for that. And you can save a lot of time trying to reinvent yourself. So getting back to Taylor, you know, the reason I bring her up is she just tweeted for the first time at Trump, you know, about his racism and his support of white supremacy and how he's tweeting things that are kind of trying to incite violence and how out of pocket and ridiculous and like despicable it is. And she was like, we're beating your ass in November, you know. Long time, you know, should have been long ago that these types of tweets were coming out of Taylor Swift's mouth. But, you know, people make their choices and people have their journeys. So and now you also see it's the most liked tweet that bitch has ever tweeted. So I, you know, I commend her for getting on board, you know, better late than never. And I also think that for you artists looking, it's like if you can bake that shit in from day one, then you can be leveraging it all the time and not kind of having to overcome some, you know, perhaps inaccurate perception of you that you don't give a fuck. So anyway, uh, that was this episode of what we go and do again. I'm Trey Borden. Thank you so much, Tara, again, for joining us. And, uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great day.